America is a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers. Our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world. And we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line, and let me tell you what, we had to start this show over four times, 
before we officially got it right this time. That was a bit of a headache, but here we are. Uh, normally, the show would be going uh, going up where you can watch it at this point during the day, but we kept screwing it up. So here we are. Just now getting it rolling. Another reason that we're running behind is because we, we kept finding stuff that we needed to talk about today. Yesterday, we had a pretty big show, and in judging uh, by our numbers on the podcast side, on the audio side, and on the YouTube side, it was one of our biggest that we've had in a while as far as how fast the numbers are coming in. So obviously, there was some good information in yesterday's episode. If you feel the need to share that, you can do that. But we've got even more for you today and you're going to love it i promise now here's where i want to start we are uh getting a, a a large amount of information in showing that everything we've been saying all along is a hundred percent correct everything from votes being found in certain states georgia and in pennsylvania from evidence that the Dominion voting systems have shady stuff going on, and they know they've got shady stuff going on, and we're going to break all that down. So get ready. First off, I want to start with this. Last night on Sean Hannity, Kaylee McEnany, who is the White House uh, uh, press coordinator, the White House press secretary, uh, she appeared as she has been doing pretty regularly on this show, and talking, kind of giving an update as to where they're at with all this stuff. And it's coming in so fast. You heard Sidney Powell say that yesterday. That she's breaking stuff live on TV as it's happening. Like right before the hit, she's like, okay, I got new information I got to talk about. She brings up not only the counts in Georgia, the counts in, the, the ballots that they found in Pennsylvania, I think that just happened this morning or overnight, and I'll explain to you why that's happening, but also many other things. Here, we'll go ahead and go to this. I'll let her explain it, and then I'll kind of give you some analysis on the backside. This is Kaylee McEnany last night, and again, I, I know where we're at on Fox News. We don't like giving them credit for anything, but there's some valuable information when members of the Trump team Come on and talk about this stuff. Check this out. Yeah, pretty significant development as I was coming to air with you. You have a county in Nevada where you have the Clark County Commission saying that they do not have confidence in the results of a commissioner election involving 153,000 votes. And the reason they cite for redoing this race is anomalies that cannot be explained. So we'll wait to hear more from them. But it's significant paired with what you just showed us in Georgia, where you found these 2,600 ballots that just weren't submitted. And it was a net 800 plus votes for President Trump. These are the kind of things we find when we shed a light on this. OK, wait, I, I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves because there are several points to be made here. So the first thing is in Nevada, they are canceling out an entire race, a commissioner race, 150,000 votes in this race because there were so many discrepancies, so many irregularities within the votes, within the ballots, that they're like, we, we can't even fix this. We're just going to have to completely do it over. Now, you ask yourself, what does that have to do with the presidential race? Well, there's only one ballot per voter. In all these races, whether it's the president or it's their local race, it's all on the same ballot. 
So if there's a discrepancy for the commissioner race, there's got to be a discrepancy for the whole ballot. And 150 ballots having to be thrown out on behalf of Nevada, that absolutely affects the presidential race. That's stuff that will be dealt with in court, so they will be going forward and seeing what plays out with that. But they're completely redoing that race. That's number one. The second thing she brings up is about Georgia. In Georgia, in one county, they just suddenly find, during the recount, 2,600 ballots that weren't initially counted. Now, how does that happen? How do you just find 2,600 ballots that, in the, the biggest election in the history of this country, you, you, just, you just overlooked them, and they just happened to go in the favor of Donald Trump? If that's happening in one county, how many other counties in Georgia... Is that happening in as well? System. This was a, a chaotic election where you had mass mail out voting in Nevada, where a pandemic was seized upon to go to a system for which no one had tried mass mail out voting. And now we're seeing some of the anomalies at hand, a race overturned. You mentioned the Dominion software controversy uh, where 6,000 votes swung another way. And then the instance in Georgia, thank goodness we're the 6,000 votes swinging another way again in one county, in one county in Michigan, 6,000 votes that belonged to Donald Trump went to Biden because the software switched it. Asking these questions. Why are we having the signature verification issues? Why isn't there one standard in Georgia? And why isn't the governor there and the secretary of state there? Apparently they're they're angry. Anyone's even asking why they went, that consent decree went down the way it did. It's a really important point you make, Sean, and this is at the heart of what we're talking about. The Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, says legislatures determine the time, manner, and place of an election. They had determined in Georgia, the legislature, that there was a certain prod prospect, a uh, way you go about signature verification. It was flouted with this consent decree with Stacey Abrams and the Secretary of State who decided on a new unconstitutional system. And what's the result? In a normal election, 3% of ballots are disqualified because of signature issues. And this election in Georgia, 0.03%. What was the difference? More mail-in ballots, but less signature disqualifications? Doesn't make much sense. 72 million Americans need answers, and they need to have, at this point, on certain issues, we will never get answers. Because partisan observers, as the law requires, uh, weren't allowed. But, all right, Kaylee, thanks for the update. When we That's the biggest thing. The, the voters need answers to all these discrepancies. And, and the other part is the fact that there's no sort of signature verification, which makes this, this, this recount in Georgia a bunch of baloney. The recount in Georgia means nothing because they're simply just recounting all the ballots they counted before. They're, they're recounting ballots that should not go through. They're recounting basically illegal ballots... So what's the point? You should, in a recount, try to decipher what's a legal ballot and what's an illegal ballot. But instead, these guys are sending through, or in the case of a hand recount, just counting ballots no matter what they say, no matter what the discrepancy is, whether or not they have a signature, whether or not 2,000 of them have the same signature, they don't care. They're just counting them all out. And that's why the court battle, the impending court battle is so important. And the Trump campaign and the Trump team is actually in court this morning. The mainstream media is working overtime 
in order to make it seem as if the Trump team has given up. And I've had a lot of people approach me, send me messages about it and say, why is the Trump team withdrawing lawsuits? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Trust me, they've got a plan. Things change. This is a fluid situation. So as time goes on, they may have to back up and reassess. But the media is working double time to convince you that the Trump team has given up. This is over and you just need to stop questioning it. If you want to complain, that's fine. But, you know, it's over. There's nothing you can do about it. That's what they want you to think. That's the attitude they want you to have. They want all of the support for Donald Trump in this effort to find, the, find out the truth about this election to give up. Because once the support's gone, the momentum's gone. And the Trump team is left with nothing. You don't realize how important your support, your faith, is in this battle, this court battle for the president. They're going for it. Now, the media is acting as if, because as of this morning, and we can double check real quick, as of this morning, Donald Trump has not tweeted anything at all, and let's make sure that's the case. Let's refresh the president's Twitter feed. I keep this up almost 24-7. <laughs> you don't want to miss anything. Uh, 14 hours ago, yeah, he tweeted last night. So we've got nothing new from the president, and of course, the media uses that as a way to say, well, it's, it's obvious it's over. The president's not tweeting, so it means he's he's finally given up. We all know that's not true. I mean, in, in reality, if the president had actually decided to give up, he would probably be on Twitter talking about it because he gets on Twitter to talk about everything. This tells me that some important things are happening, and they're about to uh, uh, drop a bomb. Now, Sidney Powell... Lynn Wood, Rudy Giuliani, the rest of the president's lawyers, they've laid evidence out there because they're not just in a court battle. They're in a battle with the media as well, as I just explained to you. Uh, a narrative battle that is trying to convince the, the president's supporters to give up. They're out here trying to remind people, hey, here's all the evidence we got. We got a ton of it. Now it's going to be on the courts on whether or not they are going to accept this and overturn it. And I realize a lot of you guys, you're skeptical about how the courts are going to deal with this. You have every right to be. We've seen time and time again, courts not rule in the favor of the Constitution or the rule of law. But the ultimate decider will be the Supreme Court. This will make, make it all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, say we get to the Supreme Court and the, 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 the SCOTUS decides they're going to throw their hands up and they can't make a decision because it's too big or it's too complicated or whatever. It then moves back down to the Congress where each state gets one vote on who the president is going to be. It's the equivalent of, of uh, in a normal election, the electors casting their votes on uh, December 14th or whatever the date is. Republicans hold... 30-something 30, 30 of the states in the union. So they control 30-something of those votes, which is obviously over the threshold you would need to win. And if every Republican stays on board with the president, the president wins that vote. Now, that's a long way down the road, so we don't need to even get to that point yet. But the court battle is what's going on now, so that's what we need to be watching now lou dobbs yesterday and i missed this 
But I saw it on Twitter. Lou Dobbs has has uh, 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 it was in the middle. I think he was talking to Sidney Powell, but he stops in the middle of the segment and he's like, "We have insider information that." The FBI is now actively involved in investigating this election. He gives no other details, but this is what he said live on his show yesterday. Your, your, your fury and frustration. Uh, but I do have some news to break here at this moment. I have uh, now uh, received word from a uh, highly reliable source that the FBI does have an investigative team that is now uh, looking into this election. Now, what that means beyond that, but at least it's confirmation that they are investigating uh, and we'll see what uh, moves. Now, one thing you can you can uh, be assured of is that the sources that Lou Dobbs has, especially when he says they are very reliable sources, that they are, in fact, that. Lou Dobbs has been in this business for a long time, and he's been on both sides. He's got connections. So I would take his word on the fact that the FBI is involved. And I know you're saying, Andrew, the FBI has done nothing but screw us over the past four years. Why should we expect that they're going to do the right thing now? Well, you shouldn't. But it's also something that you need to know that's going on in here as the media tries to convince you that you need to lose hope because it's over. There are a lot of moving parts when it comes to this. And we've got to, we got to hang on to faith. We got to hang on to hope. Now, there's a lot of stuff that can't be verified that are coming from sources and they seem maybe far-fetched, but they're not impossible. Like Louis Gohmert, this was a over the weekend, he was doing some sort of conference with several other people, and I don't have the background of what this meeting was about. But it was some sort of a Zoom call, and he talked about the sources that he had that were talking that, that had told him that the military had seized some 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 servers related to Dominion voting systems somewhere in Germany, and that they were currently analyzing those hard drives. Now, OAN, One America News Network, is the one that reported it. I saw it on Twitter at first, and I hadn't said anything about it because I just, I I didn't have enough information. But since there's an actual news agency that is reporting on it, I decided, hey, we'll go ahead and bring it up on the show. It's probably worth it. So this is the OAN report of Louis Gohmert and the details of what he says he knows as far as servers in Germany being seized by by the uh, by the U.S. military. Here we go. Uh, U.S. Army forces went into Seidel and grabbed their server. There's some that believe this is the U.S. intelligence that manipulated all this. New reports claim the real results of the 2020 U.S. election were found on a computer server that was seized by the U.S. military in Frankfurt, Germany. In a recent tweet, a Virginia congressional candidate shared an electoral map that's allegedly based off of this data from that server. It shows a landscape. Now, can, can we let, let me back up real quick and take a look at this. Now, this is this is where the far fetched stuff comes in. OK, you see this map here. That's a. 
that's a whole lot of red. Now, according to this map, and this is what sources are saying about what they're finding in these servers that were allegedly seized in Germany by the U.S. military, that the actual, what it shows is the actual electoral count is Joe Biden 128 and Donald Trump 410. Now, if you were to ask me before the election, if that was a plausible electoral count at the end of the election, I would probably say, of course, that's that's exactly what I expect. So that part's not far-fetched, but as you look at this map, you see Nevada is light red. You've got New Mexico that's light red. Um, Indiana's light red. Virginia's light red. Michigan, Minnesota, or Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota are light red. I would expect... Iowa to be deep red, but whatever. And then the biggest one, as you see here, California is dark red. Now, there were signs of a Republican surge in some parts of California. We saw amazing large amounts of people that would show up at Trump events in California. So it's not far-fetched that there's more Trump supporters in California than than one would expect. I don't know that there would be that many, but at this point, who knows what to believe, right? So that's the map that sources are telling people that that is the result of what they're finding on these these servers, allegedly Dominion servers that have been seized by the US military. It shows a landslide victory for President Trump with a 410 electoral college vote, uh, including liberal strongholds, California and Minnesota. Congressman Louis Gomer, you just heard from him there. He says the real election results were stolen through vulnerabilities in the Dominion voting system. Extremely compelling evidence that could be gleaned from CYTL, that's S-C-Y-T-L, that's a company headquartered in Barcelona, Spain, that was responsible for aggregating all of our, all the information from all the machines and whatnot. Uh, but now the main headquarters had moved to Frankfurt. They, that information as to how many votes were switched from Republican for Democrat would have been easily established from the information that Seidel gathered Reports say the data gathered by the U.S. military in Frankfurt provides enough evidence to overturn the election and expose the voter fraud committed by the Democrat Party. So that's the report from OAN. Now, there was a couple things they brought up in there, and and one is where the votes go. And this is something we talked about yesterday, that they go to to Spain. And, and what they said was Barcelona. I don't remember if that's what we said or not, but... They go to Spain, but that they have moved their headquarters. This is Dominion. They have moved their headquarters to uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Now, it should bother us on its face that in our elections, our votes first go to Barcelona, Spain, or Frankfurt, Germany, and then they let us know who won the election. That should, that should bother anybody and everybody, but there is mounting evidence that this Dominion software, these Dominion voting systems are as corrupt as they can be because we know about where they were created. They were literally created 
for countries like Venezuela for their dictators to stay in power. And they had been spread all across the country, bought by different companies, and then infiltrated the U.S. And they started selling them to different states under the premise of, hey, you can get the desired outcome that you want if you use our voting systems. Our voting systems will make sure your guy wins. Now, in theory, that's exactly what was supposed to happen. But there was a small problem on election day in 2020. There were so many people that showed up to vote for Donald Trump, and you guys can vouch for this because everybody I've talked to said the polling stations that they went to, your local polling place, when you got there, you had to stand in line from anywhere from one to five hours just to cast your vote. It was unlike anything you'd ever seen. So we know for a fact that Donald Trump voters showed up in massive numbers. Donald Trump garnered, even up against this fraud, he garnered more votes than any incumbent in history. Anybody running for re-election in the history of U.S., nobody has gotten more votes than Donald Trump did in this election from what we know, from the votes that were actually counted and haven't been switched to Biden. The number is likely much higher. So what happened once they found out, hey, there's a lot more people voting for Trump than we anticipated, the Dominion voting systems weren't set up to handle that kind of load to produce said desired outcome. So what do you do at that point? You've only got one option. You stop counting. You stop the vote count. You reprogram. You reassess. You bring in ballots in the middle of the night. So you can then stack them so you can beat the guy that is overperforming. Because they never expected Trump to get that many votes. That's why this mysterious pipe burst in, in, in Fulton County. And they stopped the leak by stuffing a bunch of Trump ballots in there. I don't know. But all these mysterious things that have never happened before started happening. Most of them just a, a, a complete stopping of the count. And then they just, at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, start counting again. As people are bringing in suitcases and wagons full of ballots. They weren't ready for it. So they panicked. And they panicked because they still didn't know how many Trump votes they were going to receive. So they brought in way too many Biden ballots. And that's why we're in the situation of nobody believes that Joe Biden really garnered 79 million votes. Even if you say, oh, it's the only reason he got that many votes is because of the mail-in voting, even that wouldn't make sense. There is no logic within that because you should have, in a year like 2020, when you've sent out that many mail-in ballots and that many people are voting by mail, you should have a much higher rejection rate of people that didn't fill out their ballots right, didn't sign them, didn't fill in the bubble correctly because it was the first time for millions of people to vote by mail. You expect everybody to be able to accurately and correctly fill out their ballot and send it back? I hate to break it to you, but society is not that smart. The... the the rejection rate for mail-in ballots should have been astronomical. But instead, 
where normally it's like 30% or something like that. This year, guess what it was? 0.03 or something something astronomically low like that. It was it was below 1% the rejection rate across the country. Now why is that? Because nobody was rejecting illegal ballots. They were counting them all because in all honesty, they didn't know which ballots had been legitimately mailed in and which had been brought in in a briefcase in the middle of the night. So we just got to count them all. Next thing you know, Joe Biden has 79 million votes. And nobody believes that crap. But back to Dominion. Something I saw just before we started this show. Apparently, on LinkedIn, and this is why I love the internet sleuths and the people that spend their time online doing the investigative work that we expect people like the FBI and the DOJ to do. They do it for them and put it out in the public square. They went on LinkedIn to see who all works for Dominion and even where they're located at. They tweet out this photo. Let me see if I can pull this up for you. They tweet out this photo and ask the question, why are all the Dominion people deleting their profiles on LinkedIn? And you look, and they've got a list of of all the employees for Dominion that have LinkedIn profiles. And if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's a it's a website where you basically post your resume and for people that are looking for employees, they can possibly find you through that. All these people that work for Dominion, that currently work for Dominion, their LinkedIn profiles are up. And then over time, for some reason, if you see over here, it may be too small, it shows 250 to 500 employees for Dominion. And then you go down just a few hours later, and it's down to like 200 employees. Then you go a few hours later, it's down to 150 employees. We're going to assume that Dominion is not just firing these people and that their profiles are disappearing. No, the people that work for Dominion are actively deleting their, their, their LinkedIn profiles because they know... The other shoe's about to drop, and they don't want to be associated with it, or the Dominion company itself is trying to hide people so they're not interrogated about what they know by authorities, and this whole thing is blown wide open. Another point, it seems that most of these people that work for Dominion are located, uh, well, at least the software engineers, who are the ones that need to be talked to, are are stationed in Serbia, that they live in Serbia. Now, why for Dominion would all of this, all, all of these technicians, all of these software engineers be located in Serbia? Now, you heard Louis Gomer who said, okay, we, we've got word that the military seized servers in Germany because apparently Dominion has moved their headquarters to Frankfurt. So where in, 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 in relation to Frankfurt or Germany is Serbia. Some of y'all know that. I didn't. I had to look it up. So here's Germany. Move over. Oh, it's just a, a, a hop, skip, and a jump away. There's Serbia. Right there. Basically next door. All of this is starting to connect and make sense. And it will continue 
to do so. All the dots will connect. But the job that you have, the average American that cares about your country, that doesn't want to see us move into an era of elected officials picking our elected officials, if you don't want to see this country turn into the next Venezuela, then you need to stand up. You need to speak, and you need to keep fighting. Lose the negative attitude. Do research. Talk to everybody. Make sure everybody knows what's going on. And make sure those that hold office on a local, state, and national level know that you will not stop until our elections are fixed. The Trump team is going to keep fighting. The only question is, are you going to keep fighting? That's what every single person needs to do. No matter what side you're on, unfortunately everything's so polarized, you're not going to get Trump haters to actually care about the future of this country. But we do. And we're not going to stop fighting until we win. That's it for this episode. Back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Over the Line. Make sure you subscribe. Like uh, like the video. Comment. Do whatever. Hit the notification bell. Share it with your friends. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on all the social medias. We are there. Until next time, see you, cuz.